0: this is change for your dollar podcast with john putnam we have another great episode today of change for your dollar where we have conversations and talk about the blessings and burdens around money and faith and life i'm your host john putnam if you were asked to learn to master anything i can tell you it would be daunting it would be challenging After studying, reading, thinking, talking to others, I believe mastery has five primary ingredients. Mastery requires a plan, it requires study, it requires repetition, it requires reflection, and it requires encouragement, (laughs) and that's a lot. Now, I'm not going to cover all of these in the next 10 minutes. I just wanted to give you a little bit of my thinking as I'm discussing mastering your money moments. But I share all this because mastery takes time. And the best news of all, you never arrive at complete mastery. It's a lifelong journey of faith and action, it has unending grace and unlimited do-overs. So as I'm sharing about mastering your money moments, and those money moments are those financial moments where your principles meet your choices. I know that some of you are starting fresh with this. Some of you have been working on this for years. Others of you are experiencing growing mastery on these topics, but I will share with you that regardless of your experience, whether beginning, or a veteran, I know that this series will help you on any journey of mastering your money moments. Well, today I'm going to share about a topic that I believe will be very familiar to you. You likely understand it. It may be the most widely understood money moment of all, but it also may be one of the most challenging. Here's a simple test to illustrate my point, you ready? Okay, now if you're driving your car while you're listening to this, pay attention or push pause till you're stopped. (laughs) It's not going to be that tough of a test, though. I want you to fill in the blank in each of these scriptural sentences and say the answer out loud when you know it. Okay, here it goes. Scripture number one. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful okay here's scripture number two it is more blessed to than to receive okay scripture number three for where your treasure is there your will be also okay here's the answers scripture one is second corinthians 9 7. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Scripture two is Acts 20, verse 35. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And scripture number three is Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, I believe that you scored 100% on that test. And for that reason, it's clear that your next stop on the path of mastering your money moments may be one of the most widely discussed in scripture. I'm talking about mastering the money moment of giving. We know this well, and I might even go as far to say that this is one of the most exciting, impactful, and probably challenging financial topics throughout the world, but it has been impacting our culture for thousands of years in such a powerful way. Now, let me share some additional quotes around this to illustrate that point of its worldwide influence. World leaders have shared their perspective on giving. Winston Churchill shared, we make a living by what we get, we make a life by what we give saints have shared their perspective. Saint Francis of Assisi shared, for it is in giving that we receive. And from the business world, billionaires have shared their perspective on the subject. Warren Buffett shared, that if you're in the luckiest 1% of humanity, you owe it to the rest of humanity to think about the other 99%. But we all know that it's the Bible, it's scripture that holds the truth and wisdom of giving. And I want to share a general plan found around four encouragements in scripture that I know will help you in mastering the money moment of giving. Encouragement number one, to whom to give. In Matthew 25, 35 to 40, it illustrates this so well. For I was hungry and you gave me food, I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? and the king will answer them. Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So in that scripture, it shares with us to whom God guides us to help through our giving. Widows, orphans, strangers, the imprisoned, those that are hungry, thirsty, sick, tired, unclothed, the needy, the oppressed, You know, those who cannot take care of themselves or those who need special help with outreach. And they need an advocate like you and me. Ask God to reveal to you the recipient of your giving. Encouragement number two, he shares how to give. In Matthew 6, 1 to 4, it shares this. your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I mean, isn't that interesting, the way that scripture shares about the posture of our heart in our giving, especially to the needy, where he instructs us for our giving to be in secret. See, I don't think he wants us to lord it over them that if we have the ability to give and there are those in need, to give it secretly and quietly, that's where the reward truly is, not only to those in need, but to us in our giving. Another perspective of this is in the widow's might. And he said, Jesus looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the offering box. And then he saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. And he said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them, for they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Now, this was a different giving environment. Here, this was being given in a church or a synagogue, and people were walking in and giving, and people could see. So in contrast to before giving to the needy done in secret, this was giving where if you were in the room, you could actually see what people were giving at that time. And there was a wealthy king who were putting their very significant gifts into the offering box. But then also there was this poor widow who gave two small coins. And she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Again, the posture of the heart here is so important. It's the same idea and that the poor widow she was giving all that she had she was giving out of her poverty out of her scarcity versus giving out of their abundance where would the rich even feel their giving but the widow had such passion had such a desire to give had such a desire to honor god that she put in all she had to live on in this environment it's very clear that it's not how much you give but it's the posture of your heart. It's the motives of your heart as you give is so important. Encouragement number three, when to give. In 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 8, it reads, The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully That is such a clear picture in all things at all times. Because we want to be ready to give. We want to be prepared to give. And like encouragement number two, we want to have our heart in the posture, thinking about others and their needs above the needs of ourselves. So being in a position at any time in all things to be ready to give and honor God through our giving. Encouragement number four, Why to give? Well, yes, I save the best for last. John 13, 34 to 35 reads, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. I mean, what better way to show our love for one another than helping each other when we are in financial need? It's all around us. We don't have to go to another country. We don't have to go to another culture. We literally can look across the street or the neighborhood next to us or on so many corners that we pull up to in our cars. And there are people around us right now that we can love through our financial giving we give for many reasons, and I will do a podcast on that another time, elaborating on some of those different reasons that we give. But the reasons ultimately lead back to one simple and powerful answer. We give because we love God. And in John three sixteen captures it all and needs no further commentary from me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Mastering the money moment of giving, it may be the simplest of all, but it's possibly the most challenging for each of us. If you're currently not giving to God's kingdom, let me encourage you to start giving and grow your giving over time. If you've been giving a long time, let me encourage you to keep giving and keep growing. You know, if you attend a church, Give something to them each week or each month. If you enjoy the blessings of any ministry, give something to them each week or each month. These will not only be so encouraging to them, but the repetition of the giving will be growing your giving, and it will be a true blessing to you. If you want to study this topic further, let me recommend starting with a simple book called The Treasure Principle by Randy Alcorn. It's been a blessing in my life and many others to whom I've shared it. And take the time for reflection on your giving through prayer and scripture reading. And you can start with the scriptures above, reading them, writing them, praying them back to God and making notes about them. And as I close today, don't let the word mastery cause you any concern because you can't spell the word mastery without master. The one who loves you so dearly, who wants the best for you and pursuing him, his honor and his glory through your money moments or any moment is worship. Today, we reflected on a plan through scripture with encouragement and guidance. And now all that's left to do is, you guessed it, give. You've been listening to Change For Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. Thank you for joining me for Change For Your Dollar, where we have real conversations exploring the burdens and blessings around money, faith, and life. For more tools and resources, please visit changeforyourdollar.com. I'm John Putnam. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to being with you again next time.